Good morning. This is Wednesday morning, August 16th. I'm going to talk about my salary cap hockey league today. Um, we're in the middle of doing a slow draft for this 18-team salary cap league. I know I had stated on a previous podcast that the term salary cap has changed over the years. Um, salary cap is what people are using to refer to auction drafts as, where you have a budget to pay for your players. Well, this more or less is the same. I have to worry about salaries coming into play. Um, we are in round six. It's actually my turn. I just got up not too long ago. And it is 4.46 in the morning. And you know what I'm very happy to see? I'm very happy to see a, a fantasy hockey draft in front of me right now. I, I, I live for this sort of thing. Just, I like drafting and I like the analysis and I like trying to figure out things. I just don't have formulas or calculations of my own. I don't have stats of my own. And I don't have the wherewithal to get those updated stuff. So I just like taking what's there in front of me and figuring out what the best course of action is. Right now, I have on my the, right now I have on my team Trace uh Trace <laughs> Tage Thompson from Buffalo. He is center and right wing. I have Alex Tuck right wing from Buffalo. I have Matthew Boldy from Minnesota. I have Zach Hyman from Edmonton and Jeremy Swayman goalie from Boston. This is awesome. Uh, I I have values for each of these guys right now. Like Tage Thompson is going to cost me seven point one four two million dollars to retain, and I have him for the length of his contract. That's another difference from this salary cap league versus other quote-unquote salary cap leagues. This is not a, I bid 40 bucks and I can keep them for three years, or I can designate them as an awesome keeper and I can keep them for four at increased costs or reduction of value here or there like I have seen with other league descriptions online. I, I have a spreadsheet set up to keep track of all these players right now. Like, in particular, I have one that shows that this year I've already committed $27,867,857 toward my quote-unquote salary cap, which is 40% above the NHL salary cap. So I have a limit of $116,900,000 to play with here. So I have five players that are under contract for this year. I have four for next year, four for the following year. I have three, three, and one going out one, two, three, four, going out five years beyond this year. I have ages for players to tell me how old they are right now. Um, I've got average values of what the average player is costing me so far. I've got average values for how much players should cost me going forward. I've got all sorts of numbers left and right to tell me how good and or bad of an idea of what I'm doing is. 
so I am really looking forward to getting this thing finished. Like yesterday, I think we crushed four rounds, three, almost three rounds in one day, and we started Sunday morning. And uh, but somehow on a random Tuesday, we crushed three freaking rounds. So now that I've got a center right wing, right wing, left right, and another left right, it means I should probably go back and look at another center or another right wing right now. But I have valuations on players, defensive players are starting to go off the board so I can wait a little bit on wingers. I'll probably wait one more round and then take Joe Pavelski because Pavelski, while he is old, he will be affordable. I forgot Shafley's only six million bucks. Um, I am going to go and take oh Sandine's the backup in Washington, but Devin Taves is also the backup in Colorado. Same thing with Rasmus Anderson. Justin Falk might be the starter out in Buffalo. So. What I do when I'm in a spot like this is on my fantasy hockey spreadsheet, I'm actually copying and pasted, pasting their numbers from capfriendly.com. That way I have the hyperlink within the name and I can link back to capfriendly.com and figure out who the best and or not best player to to pick is. Yeah, Justin Falk, Tory Crude. Ooh, Falk is 31. Ugh. They have him signed until 32, 33, 34, 35. Until he's 35. Which is okay, but I know they're they've got a hot prospect that they're trying to bring up in the uh St. Louis system. They're trying to get not Sanderson, where is the mother? Yeah, bloop bloop bloop. No, no, no. Those guys don't look familiar. Those guys don't look familiar. Perunovic. Yeah, they're trying to get Scott Perunovic up and into the league. So they might actually move Justin Fulker toward Krug in the next year or so. And I don't think they're going to have the same value. So in a redraft league, I would take them. But because I have to worry about what's going on more than just this year, I'm going to go take Devin Taves of Colorado. Ooh. Mike Matheson is also very attractive right now. Um, let's see what Montreal is looking at at D. Because I know Lane Hudson's supposed to come in, but he's still probably two, three years away from doing that. Yeah, like, Matheson signed for three more years, and he's only 29. So that's already a plus on Folk. So if I take Matheson, I can wait for Caden Gooley or... Um, God, what's his name? I should know the name by now. Uh, Arbor Jacka? Jackai? There we go. Yeah, Arbor Jackai. Such a weird last name. X-H-E-K-A-J. Arbor Jackai. There's also... Who is it? Lane Hudson, I think they drafted out of um, Michigan. Is supposed to be the next great guy, but he's probably three years away from competing for the top spot, which would mean about the time that Matheson is gone. So I can either take Matheson as the top power play guy in Montreal, or I can try and take Taves. Right now, I'm going to... Let me see where Matheson's projection is. Yeah, see, Falk is up there, Taves is there. Uh, Forcing, Matheson really that far back? I don't think he's... 
I don't think he's that bad, but I can always get him later. So, with that in mind, I'm going to go Devin Taves, because he could potentially get traded to somebody, and he's going to be the top-line guy. So, now that I've got Devin Taves officially on my lineup now, I need to go to the Colorado page. There we go. And I'm just going to copy and paste this thing from here. Oh, I should have looked at that beforehand. He's at $4 million for one year. But that just means he's going to get signed for a big contract next year, and then I can wait and see where he gets signed to. And then figure that out. No, that's not what I want to do. I want to put it right there. There we go. Yeah, when I do it on my computer versus on the on the screen at home, it copies it just a little differently. So I get that set up. Tells me I'm gonna only pay for that much, which means I need to go and look for cheap young talent afterwards. Huh? Yeah, I guess Matheson was. Maybe I should have taken a flyer on Matheson instead, but. We'll go and see what's going on with the depth chart here in a second. Where's Montreal? Nope, that's Florida, Montreal. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, if I go look at the depth charts right now, Matheson and Savard on the top line. But if I go back and look at the Avalanche, Devin Taze is sharing the line with Cole McCarr. If they don't get Taves signed to an extension, then they can always move Taves because of his value. Or if things go south for Colorado, they can move Taves to a team that could sign him to a deal and therefore you know, have a halfway decent lineup in front of him. So I'm, I'm not too worried about taking on one-year contracts. This will actually help me out if anybody gets signed during the year. I can pick up a player and I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay Devin Taves beyond this year or Jerry Swayman, uh, Jeremy Swayman beyond this year. So I, 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 I've, I've got the salary cap set up on a spreadsheet so I have an idea of what I'm getting myself into. Now, should I have double-checked Taves' long-term contract before I picked him? Yes, absolutely I should have. Am I dumb for it? Quite possibly. That kind of makes Justin Falk a little more affordable at 6.5. But, I mean, Rasmus Anderson was the other guy I was looking at. And Rasmus Anderson, yeah, see, he's got Noah Hannafin there at the same time. And, I mean, Hannafin could get traded because I don't think Calgary's going to want another $4 million, almost $5 million cap hit right there. Uyghur's going to run that deal, but Anderson and Hannafin are both behind them right now. Yeah, I'm not looking. Not too hot on that. So, with that said, it'll probably be another four hours before I get 
another pick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, fourteen picks to get back to me. Uh, I could have done Morgan Riley. Yeah, that's the thing. I gotta balance some of this crap. I, I've got an av average of about four million dollars left here. Uh, I could have also picked Sandine. Let's see what John Carlson is doing in Washington right now. Uh, three at eight. Then he's gonna be pretty old. Fevry's there. Sandine is there now. Sandine's a Sandine's good for like a depth pick. Yeah, Sandine's gonna run the second. Uh, is gonna be on some comparing with Jensen. If February is gonna be the next man up after Carlson is there, but who knows? Yeah, because Sandine came over from Toronto and he put up 15 points in 19 games when he was running everything, which is cool. But He's going to get set up for a contract. It'll probably be worth $4 million, which means I probably should have taken Rasmus Sundin instead right now. Um, one of the other things I have to pay attention to is this is like a 26-round main draft, so I can only take players that are not minor league eligible, and then I have rounds 27 through 46 that are going to be available and I can uh, I can take minors eligible players in that round that means I can take pl um, defensive players that have less than a hundred and one games played professionally so if they get to 100 they're just under it if they're at 101 <sighs> They're, they are no longer minors eligible and have to be moved to my, my major league roster. I have three days to fix that. I can either cut players and take a 35% of their future cap hit year over year, or I can take the full cap hit all at once. So if I've got a guy that's $7.57 million for two more years, or if I have a guy that's $7.5 million for two years, per year for two years, I can either take 35% of that cap hit, like $3 million-ish, or I can take all $7.15 million that year as a dead cap hit just to get out so I don't have to pay him $7 million next year. There's some very interesting shenanigans that are going to go on. I, I have players that I want. I have players that are cheap. I have players that are not necessarily going to be amazing top-of-the-line guys, but it it's all about flexibility right now. If I don't like my team this year, that just means I need to draft top-end players in my minor leagues. So, like, Jake Sanderson... Not a rookie, but he hasn't played 101 games at the majors. Luke Hughes just came up, had two games in the pros. He is officially a rookie, and he'll keep his minors eligibility next year 
and he will lose it at the start of the 25-26 season, so I have him in a good spot. Like, I, I Caden Gooley, Arbor Jacki, Bowen Byram, I mean, like, they're defensive players. Cam York, I think, is actually underrated. And same thing with Kalen Addison. Um, th there's, like, goalies, like, Akira Schmid did pretty good. Goalie limits are 51 starts, which means, in theory, Schmid's already taken 24 starts. If he starts, like, 30 games this year for New Jersey, you know, he's going to lose his minor's eligibility, and we'll have to see what happens. Uko Pekaluokunin feels like he's been there for a minute. He's at 46 games. Okay, so he has been there for a minute. He's at 46 games, so, you know, who knows? Joey Decord in Seattle, Danil Tarasov in Columbus, like, they're players to take. Dustin Wolf, <laughs> Caden Primus falling off in Montreal, Etu Makaniemi, Urson in Philly, like, there are guys to take. Askarov, um, I know. What's his face in Minnesota? Um, Jesper Wallstad. There we go. Dustin Wolf, out in Calgary. Like, there are guys that you can take. Um, now that I think about it, I'm gonna rotate a couple players around, and I'll see what the defensive players look like on the way back. There are two teams that haven't picked a single defensive player yet. I took a stab at Taves because I think either he's going to get signed to a nice, good, healthy contract, or he's going to get traded to a team that will pay him a nice, long contract. I'm going to play it by ear. That means I need to go young in my defensive core later. Key Andre Miller from the Rangers, I am going to take a look at him. He is Major League eligible. I mean, Adam Fox isn't going anywhere, but Miller could get moved because he also has Jacob Truba in front of him. Or behind him. Depends on, you know, how you how you look at those things. And that Rasmus was still landed. Like, I'm looking at, like, cheap third-line guys. I mean, hell, Forsling as because this is such a deep league is not a bad idea. Forcing is going to cost... What do they have, Matt? Yeah, see, 2.66. Alright, so let's go check Florida's real quick. Uh, Florida is here. Yeah, see, Forcing is at a point where they need to go and sign him again. And that he's going to be done after this year. Brandon Montour is going to be done after this year. Aaron Ekblad is going to be done after this year. So there could be some really interesting things going on. Because Forcing is at the top of the pile right now. Ekblad is going to be out for a while. Montour is supposed to only be out a month. So Ekblad is going to start out really freaking hot. Eh, and Ekblad's almost done with his contract, even though he's 27. 
So we'll uh, we'll see what goes on. Gotta gotta find out what's going on with him. Okay, cool. So that's essentially my fantasy hockey team. Um, hopefully, I'll have another update later this week, maybe Friday morning. I'll get another one of these podcasts out, give an update on how many players have been taken, where the salary cap stands. Um, I'm going to have a thing about fantasy football coming back up again, probably on Sunday, because the slow draft for the company Dynasty League that I'm at is supposed to start on Monday morning at like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I think I've got most of my guys in place. I've traded who I've wanted, I've solidified my team where I need, and I'm okay with who falls where. Now the question is, can I get more picks? If the answer is yes, cool. If the answer is no, no sweat off my back, I've kind of figured out who I want. I've got about five guys on my list, and I'll only have a chance at maybe three of them. So, I'll see where the chips fall and then figure out what I want from there. Okay, cool. So, I will sign off and hope you all have a great day. Thank you.